Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To To Shiloh Ghoul itself. This is a dagger for Sightblinder. A podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time. With your hosts... Sarah Lucas. And Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Dagger for Sightblinder. May you find shade this day. Sarah, how are you? I'm good, Adam. How are you? I'm so good. So, <laughs> feels so, so good. We've, we've like been hanging out for a while and it feels so weird to be like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you for so long. How are you? But, <laughs> but you know, it's, we, we have to maintain appearances. It's a podcast. You know? Right. 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 We have not seen each other for so long. <laughs> right. We don't plan this, anything. We just no. wing it. Yeah. So, so yeah, we could do like small talk and everything right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I prefer not to, though. So let's move on to. <laughs> no, I, I, I know, I know. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm trying to make up for my rudeness, please. Okay. I mean, we, we can we can discuss what we're planning to cover, I guess. Right. So what do you want to cover today? Just kidding. Wheel of time. <laughs> what? <laughs> was, like, like the acronym is all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we, we actually do have some plans, folks. But uh, yeah, it, it'll be fun. This this week is something that I'm really excited for. It, obviously, this this is the, the culmination of, man, I've wanted this show to, to be here for so many years. And you've wanted it for like so many minutes. Weeks. Wait, so when, when did you tell me, I think it's only been like a month, maybe since you told me to start reading the book, the series, maybe a little Um, bit longer than that. It's probably longer than that. It's been a little bit longer than that. (laughs) Which is what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like a month and a half. Right. Something like that. Something. I don't know. Go go find out when you. I bet you could look up when you uh, when you like first downloaded the the show. I could look it up right the, now. The book, you could mm-hmm. uh, do do as you will, but it, it won't change the fact that we're going to see. Uh, I'm excited. We get three see or we, we get three episodes of the show immediately, mm-hmm. and it'll be in. What it's it we're recording on Tuesday at late on Tuesday. It'll be less than 48 hours from now that we can access it. Yeah. So wow. That's soon. <laughs> like that just hit me how soon that is. <laughs> well, 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 good. I'm glad you're I'm glad we could update your internal calendar <laughs> a little bit, like recalibrate what soon is. I, I feel good. like I just don't know what day it is anymore it's it's because you work such a weird uh you work I, such a weird schedule so we record at three in the morning 
It's fine. That's all. Well, we only record it one. It's okay. <laughs> oh uh, man. Yeah, but <laughs> anyways, we so that we'll talk about that, about the show, about things to expect, about about how excited it is, excited I am that they're releasing it at a time that I don't have to stay up till super late watching stuff. Uh, I think well also as far as the book is concerned, uh, our our group are are a group of intrepid adventurers have split into their disparate groups, and we could talk about that. Mm-hmm. And we have new most annoying characters to discuss. I'm sure I don't know who it is. I haven't decided yet, but we have them. We do. You're right. Um, yeah. Before we move on, though, we should we should shamelessly plug for everybody to please, please, please head to Podbean and follow a dagger for Sightblinder, review, rate, do it on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, because it really, really helps the show. Um, and you're all most of you are doing it already, but if you all did it, it would be great. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah, guys, even if you don't intend to listen to us consistently, like having a review that says even just like kind of generic, like, oh, this this is this is so good. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. just having those reviews is going to put us ahead of of other podcasts who have fewer reviews just because of the way the algorithms for these sites work. And so like Podbean and iTunes especially really, really benefits from that. And then also we we will also be linking the mostly new YouTube channel uh, that is, is just going to have a video uh, like we're, we record this via zoom and you guys hear the audio through the podcast but if you want to see our lovely faces mm-hmm. you can actually just watch it on youtube as well that's that's an option now so we'll, we'll be uploading that at approximately the same time that we upload the the podcast itself it might be a tiny bit later depending on what uh, you know sometimes upload times just take a while or whatever but it's um hitting that sub button on youtube is also super helpful yeah yeah so that's that um okay and if you like galaxy of heroes listen to our other (laughs) listen to our podcasts for that too (laughs) (laughs) oh wait that's that's our entire crowd already (laughs) right now (laughs) shamelessly plugged everywhere Uh, (laughs) yeah i would just get some good cross-pollination like the (laughs) The Galaxy of Heroes slash Wheel of Time community. It's good. Thanks, fine. <laughs> um, a okay. lightsaber for Sightblinder, perhaps. <laughs> uh, two worlds are colliding. Okay. It'll um, be good. Do we want to talk about the show? I mean, <laughs> no. No. There's, there's not a lot. It's coming out on thursday i was gonna say friday it's thursday thursday so so friday if you're in london right you're you're talking about you kept telling me london england today in one of the like you're telling me something and i was like is there a different london but there is a london ontario okay cool cool uh trivia about canada yeah that's good you're welcome Mm. 
Uh, I know everyone wanted to know. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Narrator, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to know about London, Ontario. Um... <laughs> Probably not even the Londoners from Ontario. They're like, we're so tired. Of, can we just have a different uh... name? <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, but what I was looking up, because I was trying to figure out what time it releases, because some platforms release on Pacific time and some release on Eastern time. And since we're not in the same time zone, it makes it difficult for us to, to coordinate, uh, life in general. And, uh, yeah, what I was reading though, was that Amazon originals have a tendency to release at midnight GMT, which means that it can show up earlier on your um, prime feed. Uh, so it could potentially be there Thursday evening. Oh, just potentially. So it might, yeah. it might not just be released. From what I've seen is that it might not, but there is a very good chance that it will. And um, they also mentioned that it won't if it is there it won't necessarily show up on like the main prime um page you'll have to like go and search for the show and then you'll be able to get the episode nice so i'm gonna try because i would love to watch it thursday night instead of friday morning yeah absolutely um and if it is released like that actually you and i talked about it i think Mm -hmm. we will actually there's a pretty decent chance that we'll have some kind of reaction video out on like friday morning at least morning as defined by being in the states or canada canada i guess but um, (laughs) nice eye roll (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so hopefully that's the case because that will make everything easier for the both of us yeah, yeah. Well, because uh, I don't know if we could even do a reaction video if, if we don't have access to it that night, that evening. So I don't know. We'll see. But I'm, I'm excited. Three episodes yeah. is actually really, it's way more exciting to me. In, in reality. Like I was kind of dreading watching just one and just having that super, like that desolation of just getting super into something. And then I just have to wait for a week. I so, I don't take that well, so I'm excited. About I don't that take too. that well either. <laughs> um, are you gonna just watch all three right away then, like um, as soon as you can, or are you gonna like watch them in separate chunks? Because realistically, if you watch all three right away, you still gotta wait a week for the next one. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I mean, uh, this this makes it a lot better. So. It's like once once I get into the cadence of once a week, then I can be okay with it. And having those three right away, like it'll be an overload, I think, for me at least. There'll be so much information, so much to process and digest and figure out. And then I only have one week before the next one comes out to actually do that for. And then, so we'll get to that one and then I'll, I'll be used to it by then. Right. Okay. So... Yeah, I'm I'm totally gonna binge watch. I mean, not not only not only because I'm a big fan, but I also create content for this <laughs> show as well. So do I, you? I don't know. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that. <laughs> yeah, 
we're, we're le- always learning things about each other. That's, that's, you know, yeah. that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast so we could um, keep learn keep... random facts about each other. Mm-hmm. Like we're fans of wheel of time. I don't know. It's fine. Um, so this entire thing should wrap this entire series, not series, sorry, season should be wrapped before Christmas. Which is great because then Book of Boba Fett's right after that, I think. Yeah, you're right. Which which granted is not Wheel of Time, but no. they're both extremely important shows to me. And it's nice that they, I don't know how I'm going to fit in that Hawkeye show. It's on a different day. Oh, yeah. Because I don't do anything other days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but what I wanted to mention was the show episode titles because they're on IMDb for the first six. The last two aren't there, um, but the first six have episode names. I feel like the last two could really give a lot of spoilers because that's what I'm thinking. Because without without saying too much about the the ending of book one, like it it goes in a direction that mm-hmm. is unexpected. Like you find yourself on you, if you look at the map. Yeah, you find yourself in an unlikely place, a, an unpredictable place, and excuse me, um, it, it's it's just an interesting. They they put you in an interesting situation where I feel like it could be really spoilery if they release the episode names early on. So. Right, right. Well, and like what's I find even, I mean, maybe this isn't as interesting, but even the episode like synopsis like little blurbs they only have that on the first two so you which i find interesting because we're getting three episodes on day one and they didn't put any info in for the third episode oh that's interesting right isn't it interesting i think it's a little interesting i'm probably reading into it too much it's not uninteresting (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> just, just FYI. <laughs> I'm not, Thank you. I'm not disinterested. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Good talk. On that, on that happy note, would you like to know what they're called? Oh man, yeah. So, yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Yes, please. Feed me. I, right. I want to know. Gosh, so, so excited, awkward. <laughs> feed me. like that plant Uh, in that show what's what's it the nightmare show no there's an oh oh um stranger things oh i've i've been watched that like the new show now what's the what's the one with the plant that he says feed me seymour oh i have no idea yeah, it was terrifying when I was a kid. Like the, it's like this man-eating plant, and people would he'd like call people up, and they'd come into like his store, and then he'd just eat them. I, you, you really you don't know what that is? No, sounds terrifying. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I was it was just like wow, that's awful. It was. I, I don't handle horrific. scary well, so that's probably why I didn't. I don't know what it is. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't either. I, I just, that's a memory, apparently. So let's, let's talk about 
non-thing. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I hope about my track. childhood. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the first episode is called "Leave Taking." Oh, that's perfect. Perfect makes total makes total sense, right? Well, and it's also the name of chapters later in in the series. Like it is. I almost. Yeah, uh, there, there's one in book four, I believe that that that's what it's called as well. Like, <laughs> there's, the, I I don't remember the names of chapters ever, except for whatever reason I remember that. So, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. presumably leaving the two rivers. Right. Uh. So then the second one is shadows waiting. Okay. Sounds like ominous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the third one, which is the one that's that the doesn't... One, Sorry. The one you're not, it's the one you're not going to handle well. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I the will fear. be watching it through my fingers. Um, the third one, which is the one that doesn't have any synopsis, like episode info, is called A Place of Safety. Ooh, I, I bet that that is going to be at least like the show's version of what we're going to be talking about in the book section. Ooh, you think so? Like, well, well, because so we have all all three groups who are split up, and mm-hmm. they're all seeking a place of safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. Or maybe it's them getting to Bearlong. Maybe I. I feel like if they're only getting to Bearlong in episode three, we're gonna be in for a long haul. Like they're gonna right. have. It feels like if that's the case, then I feel like the first three episodes will have moved too slowly to have only five more to theoretically wrap up all of book one. Hmm. No, I mean you you could be right. I mean, yeah, I think I think that it that sounds accurate. I think they're gonna have to they're gonna be changing things up a lot because totally. For for instance, like Rand meets Elaine, like he goes to Camelot and meets Elaine, and Mm -hmm in the in the book but i think that they've kind of shown that that's not going to happen mm-hmm. in this like i know that elaine is they've said that she's not in season one she's in season two and whereas she was played a fairly minor part in book one at, like in that one's part i i just think you know they're gonna have to change things up so at this point yeah my my guess is that they're they've split off from each other and they're trying to find safety but i don't know maybe maybe you have a different take on it but. we'll find out if you're right in less than 48 hours dear lord i just <laughs> realized how how soon that is <laughs> shut up <laughs> um you're trying, to, you're trying to oppress me with with how soon it is you're like I, just fyi adam <laughs> for 48, 48 hours, hours. <laughs> shut up <laughs> uh moving on episode four the dragon reborn oh mm-hmm. that's spicy mm-hmm. right okay i mean that's that's the focus on on the series like totally. but oh well so that they've shown Logain. i wonder if that's gonna be part of it good point good point uh episode five this one i find real interesting blood calls blood Mm. 
So, whew, that so that's a that's a line from mm-hmm. from ep- from from book two actually. There, yeah. There's like because uh, I know uh, that line already. I've heard that line already. Yeah, that's it's like part of a dark prophecy. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no other spoilers. From book, but they did say that they're going to have some elements from book two mm-hmm. in this, and so. I mean, blood calls blood. Like that's that's like the refrain from the yeah. prophecy. So, hmm, that is super fascinating. Well, and then that just leads right into episode six. If they're bringing in book two, the flame of Tarvalin. Oh man, yeah. So, like, I think we're gonna be wrapping up. So, my prediction is episode four is end of book one. I the dragon reborn. I think that's false, but <laughs> but <laughs> no. Okay, so so let, let me let me explain though. I guess um, so I I just I've heard other I've heard them say that it's mostly book one with some book two and like mm-hmm. a tiny bit of maybe book three or something like that in it, like just tiny elements. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can fit an entire four, like if they could fit the entire book one in four shows it it would be very surprising my guess my guess is that we will be venturing into some book two stuff Mm -hmm. at like so they'll introduce some of these elements like the flame of tarvalin is clearly a reference to something in book two but my guess is that they bring those in as elements but then they're still on book one materials they just it's just like you meet your you meet up with your friends earlier in the movie because it's more expedient for the flow of the storytelling Mm -hmm. you know i think also like what i'm i think probably what a few of us might be failing to to also remember is there's a lot of like i don't want to say flashbacks in the book but there are a lot of events that have happened in the past that you are hearing about either secondhand third hand or prologues whatever that now also need to get worked into the show that's true so that is also going to take up some time yeah i I think that that's that's true i we'll have such a better idea of of how the flow of all of this is going to go like uh, for instance so we're going to be talking a little bit about. I think we'll get to some like uh, some some parts with white cloaks in this in this reading set, part, segment of this podcast, and I think that they are going to flesh out the white cloaks uh, significantly. Like they're going to make it way more robust, mm-hmm. and I think that they're going to make the Logain part like the Logain part. They've they've focused on that so much in the trailers and stuff. At the very least, there's going to be one. See or one episode that spends way more time on Logain and right. interactions with those Aes Sedai that, that are with him and everything. I think they're going to show him way more than they show him in book one. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like it's so impossible to really predict the storytelling, the flow of, of how it's all going to be. Right. Which is fair. Like, I'm excited to see the White Cloaks more and make them a little more sinister. Right. But but that's going to take up time. As you say, like, they're gonna, oh, there's also going to be some flashback stuff. Um, 
yeah, there's going to be all these other parts that I personally feel like are um, quicker to get through when you're reading a book versus having to visualize it either in a movie or a TV show. Sure. Well, and so I don't, I don't mean to dismiss you and saying by saying like book four is go or sorry, episode four is going to be the end of book one no. or something. Uh, I, I just, I do think that there's so many important things that happen at the end of book one that if it seems, it seems like almost too extreme, like the show will have been out for one full week by the time we yeah. see episode four, we can't be done with book one. I don't, I don't feel like. I mean, maybe I, I feel like mostly they're going to be introducing a book one stuff. And then I think because book two kind of sets off on its own new adventure in a lot of ways. Yeah, it, that I feel like we're going to have the mo- majority of those elements added to season two, because I think I don't know. Did I see right that there's going to be eight total seasons? That's what I've heard as well. So Either way, you have to fit 14 books into eight seasons. So they're going to be combining at some point. Right. Well, and there's, I mean, I don't know what the fandom is thinking. I I don't know. I've always been pretty atypical in terms of uh, like, I love the show or I love the books. All of them are just fun. Like they're, I just love the way they're written. The characters are fun, et cetera. So I never minded the length of this series, mm-hmm. but a lot of people say that toward book six or seven, something like that, it kind of loses its way, so to speak. And it kind of, they all kind of like blur together. Like there's a lot of unnecessary storylines and stuff. And I can see, I can understand that that viewpoint. I just never experienced it for myself. So right. my guess is that those books, like past book five, six, seven, something like that, are when they're just really going to start smashing them together, compressing right. it a little. They're probably going to cut out a lot of that unnecessary stuff. Like if there's storylines that might necessarily be needed i don't know i'm not that far into the series yet but you could just remove them all together or combine them right like kind of how you, if you, you could combine multiple characters into one and you can combine multiple storylines into one and just condense everything right well i've heard that that so that there's new casting news as well and i i don't know i, I just i don't care as much about like because casting changes so much. And, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I can't, I'm not suited to actually being able to say like, oh yeah, this person would make a great so-and-so. It's like, oh, okay. Like they loosely fit the physical description ahead of my mind. Like, right. Right. But, but I, th- I think they made Pat and Fane, for instance, the, like they revealed who he was and like, I mean, in, in the original books, at, at least like the first group of like I, I always envisioned them as pale white people you know like that's mm-hmm. and I, I love that they added diversity to it like they added more races and stuff wonderful that's 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 great good direction to go but it also defies like he's it looks like Pat and Fane is a black man I think mm-hmm. and that was totally fine but way way different than I had envisioned and right so like me just looking at these new casting members, I'm like, that doesn't look like Pat and Fane because in my mind, that's not how he looks. Right. 
but you've also like formulated how they look for the last 15 20 years right right oh yeah yeah so that's it's just fixed in my head exactly and uh, whatever so there's there's casting news though and so whereas I don't care about if the cast fits, like I think that the, they've so far they've done a good job, and I'll, I'll I think that as long as the acting is good, I'll just buy in. Frankly, mm-hmm. uh, the the characters that they've talked about being in the show it, are really interesting. So they they say that they casted like Lord Ingtar, for instance. Right. Um. So so Lord Ingtar is in the show, but apparently he's gonna. I think he's just in season two, but. The, the person who was going to be Lord Ingtar, they were going to do, like you said, they were going to roll up Lord Ingtar and a couple other characters and make him into Lord so, someone else. And right. so that that person is still in season one, I think, but he's got a different name. Yeah, I, I, I did see that. And then I, so I did start looking at the casting news and then I realized I was probably going to get into spoilers. Um, so mm. I thought that was a bad idea. And I stopped. Okay. It wasn't just you being lazy and wanting to watch like Galaxy of Heroes content by Zareth or something instead, right? <laughs> no, I actually have him blocked. <laughs> That's, I know that that thing about he does when he says, well, we're in the game now. <laughs> it's just so obnoxious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, but I was watching it, but okay, so so I wasn't reading about the casting news. I was watching a video about the casting news and the, the person I was watching started going into like this dangerous spoilery type yeah. talk that I was like, I don't want to ruin this for myself because it mm-hmm. will inevitably happen and I'm okay with that, but I don't want it to happen earlier than it needs to. So I just axed it right then and there. Okay. I mean, I kind of would prefer the the first narrative that I, I had mm-hmm. kind of espoused, but... I can totally oh, okay. understand. Sorry. Yes. I, I can. I get it though. Like I, I do like on a serious note, I think, I think that's wise. I just, when it comes to casting, I, gosh, people are going to be like, yeah, we should, we're totally going to watch this or listen to this podcast again. But <laughs> I, I just, I think that they're, they're going to all the costuming and all of the stuff, like who knows who the heck knows? Like, there's always there's always instances of people saying like, "Oh, you know who would be perfect for this is this guy," right? And then and then they actually get this guy, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be great," and then they suck, and it's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, no one can predict it. No one can. No one knows if they're gonna be good. And just because they would be a good Matt, for instance, because they he got recast, like just because he would make a good Matt under one producer, one director, mm-hmm. doesn't mean he would even make a good Matt under someone else. Like it depends on the script. It depends on so many things totally. that at the end of the day, I just want to see the final product. Mm-hmm. So, and that's like another thing to keep in mind. Like if you're not, if you have a visual um, kind of like ideal of what these characters look like, and then you you tie that to actors have they necessarily acted in a role similar to this so how can you like i feel like there's just so much more than just what a character looks like obviously like their personality needs to come through well yeah you you have to think of certain actors who want to like prove their range and they like Mm -hmm. they're good they're like a good action actor and then they go in and try to do a comedy and you're like 
why why are you doing this to us <laughs> like who like why are you doing this to yourself you, this isn't this isn't what you're good at some people can overlap and have that have that range or whatever and mm-hmm. i don't mean to be like i'm not the the sole arbiter of truth when it comes to acting and good acting and whatever but you're right that that's a great point that just because they'd be good at something else doesn't mean that they'd necessarily be good at at this right I remember in Star Wars that with Solo, uh, when they were talking about who the, who should be the cast as Solo, and everyone wanted this guy, what was his name, Anthony Ingru, Ingruber or something like that, because he does this really cool impersonation or impression of of Han Solo at one point, mm-hmm. and he kind of looked he kind of looks like him too, and and then he actually did like audition, and he didn't even get close. Like he, they just like kind of brushed him aside in the first wave. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, and and everyone's like they didn't give him a fair chance. And then the guy's been in a couple movies, and he's not interesting. He's not like, oh my gosh, he's a good actor. It's it's like, oh, like okay, so you could you can kind of like just sit in front of your computer and impersonate someone, mm-hmm. but but like just because your impersonation of a couple scenes is kind of cool doesn't mean you're a good actor for the whatever madness that is going to happen in the movie, right? Yeah, so um, I feel like you just can't you can't go off of that. Is my my take on it, which sounds like your take on it. Right. I just went ahead and made it my take. So you're gonna right. have to find a new one, please. Cool. Um, maybe I can find a new take in, somewhere in the books because I feel like that's all the show news. <laughs> oh, that's it. So we need to go talk about the. That's that was an abrupt transition, but let's do it. <laughs> Unless you have more more show stuff, but uh, other than it coming out in less than forty eight hours, FYI. Uh, wait, for forty eight hours. <laughs> okay. Uh, <man>. Whoa. <laughs> so, no, I, I'm. I guess I, I, I'll just say I'm excited for the show. We'll see how mm-hmm. it goes. And my guess is that, so we're going to do like the the reaction video to it, yes, if, yes. if if that's possible. And that'll be on YouTube. I, you guys can, maybe we'll even, I, I, maybe I could talk Sarah into retroactively linking that into the, like the show notes here. Oh, I can do that. That's easy. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, good. My, my, skills of persuasion are unparalleled apparently yeah, apparently yeah. wow this didn't work out didn't work out okay moving on <laughs> yeah so i'm excited for it and my guess is that the next podcast will be mostly discussing the show especially because yeah. it's three episodes like we don't yeah. want to keep we don't want this podcast to be too long every episode so I don't know that maybe that's me being presumptuous. Maybe you really wanted to talk about the next stage of eye of the world and we could probably fit some of it in, but right. it just seems like we only have, we only have like five weeks of discussing like new live content actually. Yeah. That's kind of sad. A little bit. I'm excited mm-hmm. though. This will be good. We'll have, We'll have a lot of, I'm sure we'll have a lot of really interesting stuff and who knows if they're going to even maintain, like they might not release it at like on an annual basis. It might be faster than that. True. Very good point. 
the, the way some of these shows work. I know that we really like that show Kipo on Netflix and it's done now, but it, it, it was released way faster than once a year mm-hmm. per season. So, so yeah. you could maybe, so maybe, I, I don't know, but that being said, you wanted to talk about the book and I'm excited for it. What, what things are you excited about this? I'm excited for it too. We're getting to like, I, I, I feel like this is probably one of my favorite parts of this book where we're coming up. Um, so they have all fled Shadar Logoth. They're all separated now, mostly separated. Um, so I think for, you know, the sake of spoilers, if you haven't read it, like chapters 21, 22, 23, maybe a little bit into 24, depending on time. Sure. But I thought we could start on 21 because it is your favorite character, Nynaeve. <laughs> so in, on the Discord, guys, if you haven't joined our Discord yet, that I don't think we even talked about that, in fact. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it's in the show notes. Go, go click on it. It's just the chat room we've... Uh, we, as in Sarah, ha- have <laughs> revamped the spoiler rooms so that they're individual books and then there's just a big series spoiler at the end, but then you, you can sign up for whichever spoilers you want so that you don't have to see. You don't even have to see, like if you don't want the Great Hunt spoilers, you, don't, you just don't click on having been in that book or having finished read that book and then you're just good to go. You, you don't even have, you're not even tempted to click on it. Um, but I, I did like that there was that little blurb someone someone pasted. Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought it was fun because he was saying, it's talking about Brandon Sanderson who wrote the final three books of this series because after Robert Jordan passed. And he talked about, he used to hate Nynaeve. Mm-hmm. And then, and now reading it as an adult, he likes Nynaeve. And I'm like, hey, that's me. <laughs> It is you. Uh, so I'm curious how you felt about her in this chapter. Um, because it's, it's obviously, it's from her point of view. Um, so this is the second point of view where we get, is that, is that accurate? Um, or, or no, we get, we get Perrin first, no. right? As we're escaping. Yeah, we have Perrin as we're escaping. So Perrin and then Nynaeve mm-hmm. in the next chapter, basically. Correct correct yeah so oh this is the first time we hear the female narrator on the audiobook too that's right yes because it really confused me and it was only for the one chapter because it goes right back to Perrin after this okay right so so yeah Nynaeve so I I just really like her in book one Uh, she's (laughs) At least, uh, you know, I won't, I won't give more spoilers, but I, I'm more conflicted as things go on. There's I actually, in book three, I just got to a point where I'm like, oh, maybe this is where I shift. I'm not sure, but I won't, mm-hmm. won't give. I'm sorry if there's, that might be a tiny bit spoilery, I guess, but. No, it's fine. We can tell everyone how you decided to stop waiting for me to catch up. <laughs> you can only tap your foot long for so long All right. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> um i want to wow. hear what you think of nynaeve so 
I find it funny that you said you liked her because I found her to be really like haughty in this chapter. And um, so basically they've, they've all separated, right? So like brief overview of the chapter. They've all separated. She wakes up. We actually don't know. I don't, we don't really know how she got out of the town other than that she did get out of the town because she wakes up and she's like, where am I type thing and all disoriented. Um, That's a good point. But she, she ends up finding Moraine and Lan and she just kind of was like sneaking and creeping and eavesdropping on them basically. Um, And Moraine sees her or i shouldn't say sees her but i want like it's almost like she senses her and just like looks directly at her like Nynaeve's hiding in the bush and she just looks mm-hmm. directly at her anyway they have this whole this whole conversation this is the chapter that Nynaeve's told from moraine that she can channel she can access the one power um this is also the chapter where moraine explains like the reaction you get from from touching the source like and how you know you can start acting out of character afterwards and Mm -hmm. become sick which is you know related to other characters um indeed and uh yeah and so anyway long story short naniv doesn't want to learn and moraine explains that i think she says it's like 75 percent of of women who don't learn how to who don't learn how to channel properly end up dying or something yeah it's a dangerous thing to learn on your own yeah so they she doesn't want to learn and they are leaving they're all gonna naive wants to go with them they're all gonna leave and carry on their way um and and naive 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 just kind of has this like attitude at the end of this chapter where she's like she's going with them basically to make sure that they find the other emmons fielders and she has this like really it honestly it felt so like raw and primal at the very end where she has this reaction of well i'm going with you and and this is all obviously her like internal dialogue of we're gonna make sure they're safe and if they're not safe she's gonna hurt moraine kill moraine (laughs) this was like the first time i was like whoa like she's very it's Mm -hmm. like protective doesn't even seem like a strong enough word to describe her in this moment well, uh, so th- think of what she's going through. So, so Moraine tells the boys, mm-hmm. one of you, it like one of you is going to be able to fight the dark one in some mm-hmm. way. Like you're important to the shadow. It like you are special. You have something that you need to discover in yourself. And so they they're all you know like they feel that like they need to go with her. Like there's a compelling reason for it. And so that they have their motivation. Egwene wants to go out on an, an adventure and eventually she learns she, she's able to channel like right away. Mm-hmm. And so she feels special and you know, she has new meaning in her life. So all the boys do have new meaning to their lives. Egwene has new meaning to their lives. Nynaeve is like, 
I, I want to just stay in the two rivers. Like he, she stayed in the two rivers up, up till then. Mm-hmm. She just, she, people are arguing about how they're going to go get them, how they're going to go pick up the, the Emmons fielders and like take care of them. And Nynaeve is saying, well, okay, this is taking too long. Like they're going to just get away. So I'm just going to go do it. And, mm-hmm. and so her objective isn't to go find new purpose in her life. Her purpose in life is already to take care of them. And right. so she's coming at it as like, uh, hey, I have children kind of, and you're kidnapping them. And if you hurt my children, I will kill you because screw you, you kill, you hurt my children. Right. Right. And this is the first time that like you really see her in that light because beforehand in the book, she, she's, it's almost like she's taking long to be like, okay, guys, like, we're going to go home soon. Like, let's go, mm-hmm. like, let's wrap this up. And this is the first time that she's like, no, like these are my people. Like Nynaeve is claiming the power. Like she's in charge and she calls the shots on what happens to her people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that that's, that's probably a good insight in terms of like, she's, before now she's like oh all right you want to see the world we, mm-hmm. we want to do all this stuff and she she hasn't like seen it firsthand how dangerous this is until she gets there and she's like they go they they have all the fighting if you know in Shadar Logoth and they're you know get separated and all this stuff and she's like this is real like this okay like I can't trust this random person to make to call all the shots like look she she called the shots and now we're separated and my people don't know what like they don't know what to do they've never been out uh, outside before and and the one person who does know anything about this is in no position to help them yeah and, and so i think she's just like appalled that she let this situation even happen mm, that's like a good way to look at it too it, it's suddenly real to her mm-hmm yeah so this is also it just felt like a very short chapter it was just it's done once they once they agree to like leave the area that that's it that's the end of Nynaeve's chapter well so what what do they agree to like how do they agree to leave like what who are they going to be like what are they going to be looking for I, I don't remember um, I believe, if I remember right, I think I wrote it down. They're headed, they're still on the way to Camelon. Um, oh, I forgot this part. Um, Moraine also explains that the reason why she's able to find the boys now and know that they are, you know, alive and moving is from those coins that she gave them so as long as they have those coins like this is when she explains it to nine to nine eve um yeah but so when when they're leaving though they there is like it's basically a conversation between moraine and land that they're going to leave and nine eve is the one who kind of inserts herself into that and is like i'm coming with you Hmm. okay Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah i think oh that's right because moraine's like oh you can come or go wisdom if you want like, yeah exactly 
Yeah. Yeah. Like you talk about manipulation. Brain mm-hmm. knows her business. Because. Mm-hmm. Get her to come along. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she realizes that Nynaeve's going to be a difficult person, but, uh, you know, Moraine's been around the block a few times. She knows how to deal with difficult people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kinda, exactly. Because because you know she she does want Nynaeve with her, even though oh. she feigns nonchalance. Totally. Like, I, I would think that if I was in Moraine's shoes, and especially if you're like, this this girl can channel, she can access the power, and she's saying she doesn't want help. I would be inclined to be like, no, like you should probably stay near me and keep an eye on you. Yeah. So Nynaeve is going with them and she's angry. Yeah. Basically she's angry. She can channel. She doesn't want to channel and she's going and that's it. That's the chapter. Well, good. Good for them. So one thing I, I wanted to mention, so, I think that in the in the chapters of them escaping Shadar Logoth, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't even mention it. I think Rand and Matt got on a boat, right, mm-hmm. to help escape. I don't think that that's in a later chapter. Like they're they're on the boat in later chapters. Did they get on the boat already? Yes, you're right. They did get on the boat. Yeah, we so forgot that. So they're on a boat. Rand, Matt, and, and Tom. Yes, yep, Rand, Matt, and Tom, and Matt and Rand both gave up their Tarvalon marks or whatever, their, mm-hmm. their gold pieces. That's right. So so Moraine was going to have trouble tracking them because they don't, know, they don't have them anymore, and she can only track them when it's linked to, like, if the person who she gave it to mm-hmm. still has them. Right, correct. And they, they gave them up to, to pay for passage, basically, on the boat. Right. And, and Tom was like, you guys are idiots. Like we could have gotten, if we got, we could have gotten passage for free. Cause I'm a gleeman and I'm yep. a badass. Yep. But okay. So, so Perrin <laughs> then. Yeah. So the next two chapters are Perrin and Egwene. Right. Which is an interesting pairing. It is an interesting pairing. <laughs> um, so, it's... oh, go ahead. It, it it almost starts a little bit slow with them at least in chapter 22 i thought yeah so so they both made their way across the river mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's a it's a big big deal like for him he's trying to swim across the river with his boots and you know he's talking about how you know how he's stronger than most men and he can swim but you know people think he's slow of thought and you kind of you kind of just introduced to this totally new mm-hmm. I mean obviously he's, he's but it's nice because he is very obviously distinct from Rand like you, you can tell yes. you can tell that the author yes knows how to make different um, characters I actually wrote something down because it, it it stuck out um so in in chapter 22 he's not with Egwene yet he because they got separated in the river um and he is all panicked he wakes up he's like piecemealing things together and Perrin just has this like 
orderly and logical attitude to him. This is what I noticed, like super orderly, super logical, level-headed was like, okay. And um, I wrote down that he, he thinks to himself that he has to do one thing at a time. And the most important thing first, I was like, that is the most logical level-headed thing you could possibly think when you've literally been running for your life, you're separated from everyone that you've grown up with and care about. And now I need to find them. You don't know if they're alive. You're assuming they're alive, but you don't know. And he's like, this is the order that we need to do things in and proceed. Yeah, I, I've. So it's, it's no secret. Perrin is one of my favorite characters in the series. And I mean, the, the reason it's no secret is we actually, my first kid is named Perrin. Like yeah. I actually named a child after him. And so... I mean, he's got his faults as a character and stuff, whatever. But I, I do really enjoy his his just methodical approach to things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, and he's he's a blacksmith. I, I, what I really enjoyed though is he's not just Rand as a blacksmith. Right. He's not just like he doesn't. He he's got he's got some good versatility to him. He's he's very clearly distinct, and uh, it's it's very interesting because he's clearly loyal to Egwene, but he's also he's almost like he's almost like afraid of her in a way because mm-hmm. she's she's so bossy, even though she's younger than him. Mm-hmm. He's he's like I don't I don't know. He shies away from any kind of real real conflict with her. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he does, he, yeah, he does, they don't really have very much conflict in this point. No. Well, she, she gets bossy. She's, she does. She she insists, like, for for instance, they only have one horse between them. Yes. And she insists that she, that they have an equal amount of time in the saddle. Right. Right. You can tell, you can tell he doesn't, agree with that though he's like i don't think that's necessary but she's insists and he goes along with it yeah so i mean so they are walking they they agree that they're gonna go um straight to camelin basically and that they will wait for a few days there and if the others don't show up and they're just gonna keep going to tarvalon mm-hmm. um so that that that's where they're going and where they're headed when they're, you know, Egwene is being stubborn or bossy about sharing equal riding time on Bella. Um, and then we, and then we, this is like the, this is the best part. Okay. Like this is the best, best part of this entire book for me. We meet Elias and the wolves. Yeah. Like, so they're like, they're like starving in the woods. Yeah. They're starving. They haven't eaten. And like, Elias comments on the fact that they, yeah, he hasn't seen them eat in a few days. So you now yeah. know like <laughs> this strange man that you're meeting in the woods has been mm-hmm. watching you. Yeah. So, so he's described really interesting. Like I, I never caught this until this reading, but he's got, he's got his, like, he's got pelts. He's wearing, he's wearing animal skins, but it's not just skins. It's skins with the hair still on. 
mm-hmm. skins. And so it's kind of an eccentric, like uh, the way they describe it too, kind of just implies like, oh, why is he doing that? That's kind of weird. Like you can wear skins, but why with the fur still on them? Right. Right. So he's, he's definitely yeah. eccentric. Um, yeah, and, and he's cooking all kinds of food. Like he, he has, he has rabbits and stuff and he's like, come eat. And they, they're like, we should be wary, but we're hungry. So we'll do it. Right. And then, uh, so I believe Perrin goes over first and that's oh, when, mm-hmm. when he, when we find out through Perrin's point of view, obviously that Elias's eyes are also yellow. Mm-hmm. which is pretty um descriptive i mean yellow so descriptive but it's it's not <laughs> a com it's it's not an eye color okay like it is not an eye color that you would expect right well, well yeah so there's there's actually this is very interesting too that the eye colors in that they pay a lot of attention to eye color in a lot of these books and or at least when they're a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, but What's really interesting, and this is a this is a tangent. I won't that our let's say too too bogged down in, but there's there's like a whole system of nobility and everything in like written by Brandon Sanderson in a different series that's mm-hmm. based off of eye color. Oh, really? Well, yeah, hmm. like you have, you have the light eyes and the the dark eyes, mm-hmm. and and so it's it's very interesting. Like the the attention to eye color is shared between these, you know. Robert Jordan, who influ- heavily influenced Brandon Sanderson as a writer. Yeah. So, so yeah, like the, it is very descriptive. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he's eating, he's offering them food. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I should, while they have been before, before they come across Elias, Perrin and Egwene have been practicing this like story of what they're going to tell people if they run into people because they don't want to tell them the actual truth. So they practice this whole story, which is pretty important in this chapter. The fact that they are not necessarily lying, but withholding information and have practiced what they're going to withhold and what they're going to say. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so we, we, we learned from Elias that based off of Egwene saying that they're going to Camelon, that they are completely on the wrong track. They're like a hundred miles North or something. Oh, yeah. Um, like they, if they had just kept going straight in that direction, they would have <laughs> never hit a village and they would have eventually just like gone into the Aiel waste or something like that. Right. So, which is funny because not, I shouldn't say funny, but like Egwene even comments about how they were planning to stop at a village to ask for directions and, that never would have been an opportunity for them. Yeah, he's like, there's just no people out here. Like, (laughs) the fact that you found me is probably (laughs) just remarkable. Which also is, like, kind of weird that they did find him or he found them. Right. Well, there's actually a decent explanation for that at a different Mm -hmm. point, uh, Mm -hmm. which... I guess I won't reveal it right now. But there, there is a reason they were able to find him. And... And so, yeah, they're, and then, and then they, uh, well, let's see. So that they eat for a while and then he tells them like, you'll, you'll want to prepare yourselves or something like that. Right. Yeah. He says that, uh, people don't like his friends are his words. Mm. And that's when 
Bella, the horse panicked because there are wolves coming over now, which like yep. rightfully so. I feel like you would panic if there was a wolf coming towards you. If you're a horse, yeah, probably right? probably a little scary. Right. So um yeah, that's that's when we realize that his friends are are the wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he does tell them not to panic and, and what I thought this was when it, it kind of like, you realize that there's a deeper thing going on here because Perrin reaches for his ax and Elias tells him not to do it and not even to think about doing it because the wolves will know. Mm-hmm. So this whole, yeah. this whole thing to me is the best part of book one which is why i'm letting you tell it (laughs) (laughs) it's exciting it's it's the best part um anyway so he he basically he being alive basically explains that the wolves found him and that he he can talk to them and Mm -hmm. parent i think they both think this this guy is crazy um and then we find out that you can't be taught how to talk to wolves. You can just do it. And according to the wolves, Perrin can talk to wolves too, which is super interesting because they've been making all of these kind of like remarks about how Perrin's locking eyes with the wolves. And um, mm-hmm. so it, it's it's a nice little, little tidbit. And then it ties back into what I was saying earlier about them practicing this lie about the story of where they were going because now Elias is telling them to tell him where they're actually going and he warns them not to lie because the wolves are going to know if they're lying. Yeah. So this is just so cool. Like love it. So ugh, it's so good. It's it's my favorite part. Um Anyway, so he says this, and right after he says this is when Perrin realizes that his eye, that Elias's eyes are wolf eyes. They're they're yellow like the wolves. They're yep, they're they're yellow like the wolves. Anyway, so they tell him that the story. They don't name Moraine. They just refer. I think they just refer to her as an eye said eye. They don't actually name her because Elias goes off on this tangent about um, how he hates eye said eye, and he. You know, they tried to gentle him at one point. He's killed warders. Like he's got into this whole thing. Um, yeah. With the red Aja that caught him. Like it's just going on about this Aes Sedai and he does not like them. Um, so, yeah, that's mainly Elias. And then I think Perrin starts to get a little bit, I don't want to say like a little bit in his head, but. I think he starts to think that he is, I don't want to say that he thinks he's crazy, but he's, he's very in denial of whether or not he can talk to wolves. Well, and this is a very complex thing with Perrin. Mm -hmm. It's, It's complex forever with him. He's, it's very interesting though, because, uh, well, so they tell, they tell the story and, Mm -hmm. and the wolves are all, all get their hackles up and, well, and Elias is like, oh, well, you got a few like really, really important facts just totally wrong. So I know that you're lying. But if, mm-hmm. even if I, even if you 
I didn't hear that, I'd know you were lying because the wolves say you're full of crap. Right. And um and then we 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 start to kind of see like Perrin start to have this bond form with the wolves. Like he now, even though he is in denial, like he is able to tell which wolf is the is in charge he knows he knows that it's dapple he knows that one wolf is named hopper like he just can tell these things and he starts to feel them around him so it's a it's a nice little dynamic that's building and and they him and Egwene stay with elias and elias you know agrees to to go with them to camelin so well well so what ends up happening too though is Mm -hmm. Egwene just she's about to launch into more lies mm-hmm. and Elias is like like very clearly just shuts them down and and Perrin's like okay like we got to stop this madness and so he just spills his guts he just tells yes. them everything he tells yes. he tells the truth and Elias is like wow I wouldn't have believed you except the wolves say you're, you're not lying so <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's so so unlikely but yeah like it, mm-hmm it's a very interesting thing where and i feel like this this is such an interesting theme in in a lot of different stories where like a lot of times truth is what is really like that's the powerful thing if you use truth mm-hmm. that's that's your way of actually like getting through to people that like people people expect lies and if you are armed with truth it's going to really really make things a lot better and in this case that that's a perfect example of they they don't really want people to know their business but they don't really have a choice like Mm -hmm. they're just screwed if they if they just keep lying and so Perrin sees the truth of it finally and gives them the truth and then suddenly he's like oh hey I've got friends I've got this weird power that I don't think I want and Mm -hmm. like but we're not gonna die and we're probably gonna like we're relatively safe yeah and be well fed right right like that that was his key like you just if you're honest to the right people at least to the people who value honesty Mm -hmm. then that's that's what you know that's what people want that's what people seek and you know that that truth that the honesty is is a very important character trait to you know Mm -hmm. to this this group of like uh, you know potential allies i guess right and Elias just has this like type of personality that is so um like off the cuff and he just doesn't he doesn't care. He's very unfiltered. Um, because even even after you know they they've eaten some of this rabbit and he's you know the wolves are coming over and stuff, he makes this like really off the cuff remark about how it's really unfortunate or it would be unfortunate for him to basically have wasted his extra food and this rabbit on them if the wolves were to kill them (laughs) yeah (laughs) like if they didn't behave themselves basically and it's just such a uh low brow no thought like doesn't care how you know how it comes across he just says it and it's like yeah like that would that would suck like that would be a waste of a rabbit 
he's like oh man i i put some effort into hunting those rabbits and now (laughs) (laughs) that effort is wasted right (laughs) that could have been tomorrow's lunch but yeah it's a it's fairly interesting so is that is that the end of what we're gonna discuss um i feel like that's a good point to leave it at unless you want to go into the next chapter with rand no that's fine so we can talk about the most annoying character then. We can. We can talk about the most annoying character. There's not many to choose from. No, you literally have like, what? You have Moraine and Lan and Nynaeve. Yeah. And then you have, you have Perrin, Egwene, Elias, and Dapple. <laughs> <laughs> right? A few right. wolves and a horse. <laughs> yeah, Bella. And the yeah. dead rabbit. <laughs> yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um i found nynaeve to be the most annoying here Hmm. okay i could see that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she just was stubborn and which like i get like you were saying she's in this weird situation but also it's just just annoying Okay. Um, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, so, so you say naive. I say naive. And okay, so I think last time I picked Egwene. We, yeah, we both picked Egwene. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I just typed it on our spreadsheet. I, so. Yeah, so hopefully we did. I'm right. But no, I lied. We both picked Matt last time. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe we picked Egwene the time before or something. Um, you picked Egwene the time before, and you also picked Egwene the time before that. Wow, I just totally hate Egwene, apparently. Yeah. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to do a tally, folks. At the end of the book, we're going to see who we think the most annoying character is. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, all right, so I, this is, we finally see Nynaeve at, like, we, the fangs come out and I, I liked this version of Nynaeve. She's, she's got, she's got conflict. Like she, she doesn't, she's out of sight of her comfort zone. I, I would, I'd be more annoyed with Moraine, to be honest. I, I wasn't, I liked their, I liked everyone's interactions there though. So I don't, yeah I don't have, I don't have an issue. And so I would say the most annoying I, I just don't, I don't like how I don't know I, I like Perrin I like Elias and <laughs> I, like I feel like I'm just being guided to, <laughs> to say Egwene here you and are <laughs> I don't think I don't think she was particularly bad in this one I think she was she acted about what you'd expect mm-hmm. a reasonable person to be and yet she's the only one she's the one who's like browbeating Perrin and trying to make sure that, you know, she gets her way and, you know, she's, she's going against, she, she's trying to channel fire, like create fire by channeling. Yeah. Uh, even though Moraine said not to and explicitly, and she's, she's stubbornly trying to lie to Elias and she's prejudiced against these wolves, which I get, but it's like, she doesn't lose that fear like Perrin shakes it off pretty quick she's like Mm -hmm. okay well we're we're basically in the same situation like we were in the power of like some wild man who could clearly just like 
kill us without us seeing us anyway. So like, what's the difference of having some wolves here as well? And Egwene's just like, don't want to be anywhere near him. Like just decided, decidedly fearful. And so I would say, even though she's a reasonable person in this section, if I have to choose, I would choose Egwene. You all, you have to choose. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to like try to get out of it by choosing Narg or some <laughs> madness. So It gave you the option of Bella, Hopper, Dapple, Dead Rabbit. Oh, yeah, like the Dead Rabbit do- doesn't have enough meat on its bones. How annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Obnoxious ass. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so do you hate Egwene? So what we have learned so far is that as a, you know, teenager, when you first read it, you really did not like Nynaeve. And now you don't like Egwene. I, I never really liked Egwene, actually. Okay. So so only one of them has flipped for you so far. Right. Well, uh, there, yeah. there's a there's a point in the future. I can't I won't do spoilers other than uh, there's a point where Egwene flips for me and I actively really really like her okay so it doesn't last forever but right now she's got growth to to have she needs she needs growth to happen she needs to be she needs to become Mm -hmm. okay that's fair so i don't know i i i don't have anything really super against her i just keep she keeps being the most annoying so that's annoying but <laughs> that's a that's a you problem you've got to work on no it's she needs to you know you know what it is it's a you need to keep reading faster so can... <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen it'll happen yeah this it week. will <laughs> this time it will this time for real it will <laughs> okay um i think that's it yeah uh, yeah so remind remind me how many hours till we were able to watch the Whew. i think it's like 44 now now that we've podcasted for four hours yeah, yeah. well mm-hmm. yeah we haven't podcasted for four hours but you know what i mean okay no i <laughs> Yeah, 48 hour, 44, maybe. But yeah, that wow, that's soon. So soon. <laughs> and, and, you know, if we get lucky and it's out, then we can do a little reaction video. I hope so. Yeah, well, we have three subs on YouTube right now. It's, it's big. Yeah. Yeah. So we can throw something on there that's not just us talking. It'll be us talking with other stuff yeah well we can't i don't think i'll have to look at the the fair use stuff i don't know if we can use the sound on it i think i think we just have to watch we we can show the clip but we can't actually show the Mm -hmm. sound i don't know maybe we can have to look hmm we're winging it winging it should be fun folks so (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's been fun. I'm excited to see what happens. I think I've said the word excited approximately 12 times today. Yes. Maybe 
maybe even 2000 i'm not sure somewhere between 12 and 2000 definitely i'm, I'm not i'm not a thousand percent sure how many times i've said it so uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't ever be um <laughs> oh gosh it's 4 30 in the morning uh anyway that's it that's all that's all folks that's all so we will hopefully be on youtube around the same time that this posts and then we will hopefully be on youtube again if we get lucky and then i guess we'll just be back next week for another more more chat right Uh, another rousing discussion on the most annoying character exactly if you say (laughs) Egwene again we're gonna have problems maybe just don't choose a chapter with Egwene in it okay i'll stop it short on purpose (laughs) (laughs) okay for real that's it thank you everyone for listening and uh may you always find water and shade